a podcast, resource, community, and digital media platform. This is Shmoney Radio. And we're back. Hello and welcome to Shmoney Radio. I'm your host, Anastasia Barbuzzi, and today we have a very special episode for you. Why? Well, first off, it's Financial Literacy Month here in Canada, and to honor that, along with our very first partnership, I have Julian Bro joining me, who is the founder of the Montreal born and bred fintech company, Hard Bacon. Since we're attempting to make financial literacy approachable, attainable, and fun to talk about for millennials here on Shmoney Radio, I am thrilled to be partnering with Hard Bacon in an effort to address the gender finance gap and empower women through both of our platforms. There's never been quite a time when the female population's lack of financial literacy has been more apparent. And I'm happy to say that as a male-led company, Hard Bacon recognizes that and supports me in my mission of revolutionizing the rhetoric surrounding personal finance. For anyone who doesn't know, Hard Bacon is committed to helping all Canadians make better financial decisions and achieve their goals. One of the ways they do this is through their mobile app, which connects all of your accounts to help you plan, budget, and invest. And impressively, more than 30,000 Canadians are now using it to help manage their finances. Hardbacon also allows you to compare different financial services, such as credit cards, bank accounts, online brokers, and robo-advisors too. Basically, Hardbacon is a wealth-filled resource for information, and so is Julian. In this episode, we discuss his career as an entrepreneur, women's financial literacy, and how he hopes to address it through his startup, and so much more. If you want to check out Harbacon for yourself, you can head to www.harbacon.ca, and if you enter your phone number on their site, they'll even send you their app for free via text. But I hope you'll stick around for this really great conversation with Julian, the forward-thinking founder of Harbacon. With that, enjoy the show, and as always, thank you so much for listening to Shmoney Radio. First off, I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. Very grateful to be partnering with you and Hard Bacon and to be kind of joining our missions together of providing amazing personal finance content for women. So welcome to Shmoney Radio. Thank you so much. And I'm also really happy to, uh, to partner with you. So to get into the details or to start to get into the details here, as a former book publisher turned social media strategist turned biz tech journalist, you've kind of been all over the map in your career. And now you're a fintech entrepreneur and the founder yep. of Hard Bacon. So what kind of led you up to the point of creating Hard Bacon? That's a good question. Uh, like I could answer in many ways. <laughs> but I, I would say like, even if I did many things, like I always believed in the power of information. Um, and if you look at any business or, or job that I did, it was always related to information and content. And I believe, you know, software is also uh, a way to, 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 to process information and present it in a way that follow you to make a better decision. So now I'm plugging hard bacon, uh, but we also do content. So, so I think even if you like, okay, book publisher and journalist and uh, social media strategist, like there, there's a belief uh, like that is uh, 
kind of core to me is that, you know, if you have the right, if everybody had access to the same information uh, and was able to interpret it because some information are hard to process, you know, the world would be a much better place, would be much more equal. That's why, you know, and Hard Bacon is doing this with personal finance and, and financial information. Yeah, I can see how all of that kind of comes through in your mission, just by taking a deeper dive into Hard Bacon itself and all the content that you put online. So what is Hard Bacon for those who don't know, like at its core, how would you describe Hard Bacon? So Hard Bacon is a, is a, is a free personal finance app for Canadians. Uh, basically, it's going to connect to uh, your bank accounts, your credit cards, your investment accounts, whatever you want to connect with it, uh, we, we do connect. Uh, and then it pulls all the data. And then it allows you to make a budget based on your actual spending and not what you think you're spending. Those are kind of two different concepts for most people. Uh, same thing, it, it allows you to also track your investment. It allows you to do a financial plan. So it's, it's really like a, a, a toolbox uh, to manage better your personal finance. Uh, and we do a lot of content as well. So, you know, there is stuff that like you go on Hardbacon, the app to kind of like answer question about your personal information, but some there's a lot of stuff that you might not know, whether it's like how, how to, to get a mortgage and if you should get fixed or variable, you know, interest rate. And, you know, there's so many words and, 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 and concepts that people, uh, most people don't master entirely. And, so, so we try to, to make it easier and help people, you know, uh, be on, on the same field in terms of, of personal finance decision. And I, I feel it's personal finance is, is really the worst in that way, because uh, like, let's say that on the other side, either you have like a mortgage broker or investment advisor, someone who every single day deals with the issue that you're talking to. And then as an individual, like you, you don't buy a house every day or every year, you, you probably buy a couple ones. So even if you did all the work and you learn everything and you become a mortgage expert, which very few people will do, but let's say that you do it, uh, 15 years later, you probably forgot most of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, and then you need to relearn or, or trust entirely someone. And usually the someone, especially in the financial service industry, uh, don't have aligned interest, whether it's a, it's a mortgage broker or a real estate agent. And I'm not saying, you know, uh, those people can be very helpful. What I'm saying is that, you know, there is kind of an information asymmetry. Uh, so, so I think people should should do their homework and, and work with professionals, but also have a, a basic level of understanding of the, the, the issues uh, at stake. One of the things you touched on, which really aligns with money in particular, is that the you know world of finance is the worst for trying to cut through jargon and a lot of the technical terms too that come with a lot of things like mortgages and interest rates. I think it just really kind of prevents people from not only wanting to learn about it, but learning about it in an easier way. And so I think it's so important to have resources where you can go and, you know, it can even be fun reading about something like a mortgage or a credit card or, you know, just giving people those resources where it's easier and more accessible for them to learn about these things. And one other thing that really attracts me to Hard Bacon is that your goal is to help Canadians make better financial decisions and lead wealthier, financially secure lives. 
It's also designed to boost financial literacy, providing the tools and information and insight that everyone needs to really navigate their finances with confidence. That's very, <laughs> yeah, that's very in line with Shmoney too. So how do you accomplish all of this through your platform? Because as you mentioned, there's a lot of different facets to what hard baking does. So, 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 so it's a good question. And, and you, the way you presented it, it's like we solve every problem. And, and <laughs> we, we, that's the goal. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're not doing stuff for people. We just empower them, give them the information, the tools, and what they need to, to actually do the right thing. But we, we can't do it for them. And, you know, so, so how do we do that is like either with the software, so financial planning, let's say you want to buy a house in two years, so we kind of uh, lead you through the process of, you know, what cash down are you going to need? You know, when we're going to inform you about the, 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 the impact of, like, you want to uh, get, you know, um, an insurance from CMHC, uh, or you can pay a 20% cash down. So I'm, I'm talking about house because uh, a lot of people in, in our demographic, they, they're thinking about a house and less about, you know, retirement and stuff like that. But uh, the idea is that, like, through the software, we're going to help you accomplish the goal. Uh, and it, it's good as well for investment. So so we allow you to track and to, to know which position generated uh, the, the, the most return. And the, all those things are kind of complicated. Like, it, it looks like just a, a report from from your investment should tell you everything, but it doesn't. And, and it's, it's, it's hard to actually, for, especially for, for regular people that didn't study, you know, finance or portfolio management. Uh, so, so we try to make it easier, but not to dumb it down. So, so there, there's a difference and there are financial institutions um, that are, their message is like, you know, trust us, this stuff is too complicated, so we'll do it for you and it's going to be great. Uh, and that's not our message. I'm not saying this is bad. I think a lot of people are just looking to not take care of it. Like my message to those people, uh, which they're always going to be, is, you know, nobody, whether probably you deal, whether it's an advisor, your banker, whoever, depending on how you choose it. If you have no knowledge, probably I would be surprised that you find the best person to help you, <laughs> first of all. But let's say that you find you know, even if you have no knowledge, somehow, you know, your friend that has all the knowledge tell you that this guy is the expert uh, and you work with the right person. This person worked with so many clients. So, so you care much more about, you know, retiring five years earlier than this person that have 300 clients like you. And, and this is if you can get really good people because you need assets. Like usually to get an investment advisor in Canada, you, you need a, about half a million dollar in liquid asset. So it's not everybody that can, can reach this threshold. So, so at the end of the day, I'm not saying don't work with financial service professional. I think they're great. My, my message and the, the, the core of what Harbacon is, is like you should have some interest in your finances because, you know, those finances will uh, determine a lot of things in your life that probably matter to you, even if the money doesn't matter to you. And Hardbacon's core values are transparency, autonomy, and freedom of expression. I mean, I really respect that, especially from, you know, looking at a lot of other financial apps and, I guess, services out there, as you just mentioned. They don't seem to align in the same way. But can you kind of dive deeper into those values and let me know why you decided to prioritize those things? Yeah, I, I honestly, like usually like the culture of a company, it's, it's really usually start with a founder. 
So like those are, are things that I care about, you know, transparency. It, it always comes to the information. Like if there's no transparency, information that doesn't circulate. Uh, autonomy, like in, in a startup, it makes a lot of sense. Like if you want to do your best work, you need to have some control over yourself. And uh, freedom of expression is also linked. So it's kind of, uh, we have three values, but we kind of have two. Two of them are, are related to, to, to information. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, th I think it's not the easiest values to have because at the end of the day, like it's one thing to put on a website that those are your values. But you, if like you, you say that, but it's not true, um, you know, it's, it's not just bullshit. It's marketing bullshit. It's interesting because I had a question. I don't remember. It was someone in my team or something. Or anyway, I had this question recently and the person asked me, Oh, the, because we raised money um, for the company uh, through equity crowdfunding. Um, so so uh, Canadian could just invest uh, in our stock in, in previous rounds. Uh, and someone, there was a post on Hard Bacon that was kind of talking about equity crowdfunding. And it was saying, you know, it's risky. And at the end of the day, like, for me, it's not worth the risk. And I prefer to invest in blue chip stocks. Um, and, and then someone found this article, I think it was two, three years, it was... I think one of the first or, or the first round that we did. Um, and, and I don't know why it showed up, but the person asked me like, why did you publish something that said that basically the message was don't invest, you know, in your, in your round. And my answer was exactly, you know, that like, you know, transparency and freedom of expression are values. So we had, you know, someone that was collaborating was not an employee was uh, someone at the time we didn't even have money. So people, it was a, um, People were contributing for free. So he submitted me this article. Obviously, you know, I would have preferred that he said, this is great and I'm going to invest. But uh, I thought, like, what are my options? I, I, obviously, I could say, like, oh, you know, this doesn't align with my strategy. You know, I'm trying to raise money here. So, you know, just go publish it somewhere else. But I thought, like, you know, that's not who we are. Like, you think that's that's good. You know, like it's not for everybody. Like it, it, it is risky to invest in a startup. Um, so, so that's why we published it. So, so, I mean, this is just one example, but at least, you know, it's, it's a, it's a concrete example. Um, and, and also like sometimes, you know, employees do stuff and I'm like, eh, why they did that? And nobody asked me, then I'm thinking about the values. I'm like, okay, I like, you know, I, I, I if, if it's our value, like if I start to say you cannot do anything without permission, then there's no autonomy. <laughs> so, so and, and there's a lot of, like, I, I'm talking about not the negative stuff, I, because I, I don't think it's very negative, but there's also a lot of positive, like, uh, you know, values, everybody, even if, even if in a company that where, you know, obedience is really important and not autonomy, if you, if you take an initiative and it makes a lot of money, people will congratulate you, you know, when it's like, it make a difference. It's when it's, it's less positive in a company where, you know, everybody is supposed to ask a question to go to the toilet. Um, if you, if you make, if, if you do something and you didn't have the permission and it didn't have a good outcome, probably you're going to be fired, but that's where, you know, values make sense because you're thinking, okay, so if, if we accept it for the positive side, we need to accept it for the less positive side. Going off of that, I mean, transparency and freedom of expression are two things that Shmoney really values itself. So I'm curious, like, what attracted you to Shmoney in the first place? So to, to be honest with you, it's, this is an industry problem. 
and, and that's why you know Shimani uh, says everything <laughs> about yeah. the, the positioning. So so traditionally the and still today, uh, I guess a little less today, but it still is. Uh, it's a really like men dominated industry. Um, and traditionally, like, you know, the woman, I've heard story even recently, like, you know, a, a couple go to the bank and the, ba- the, the guy at the bank just talk to the guy and you're the, the woman, like we're not in the fifties, but apparently it still happens some, at some places. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's, it's an isolated even. Um, uh, so, so it, it's really like the advisors and the people working in the industry are men and they, obviously it makes that the marketing is more targeted to men. And basically, it's kind of a cycle that excludes women. And it's, it's crazy because if you look at, and I don't have the exact number, but if you look at like business uh, schools and business faculties, uh, I think there's a split fairly equal. Uh, and, and that's not what I see in the industry. So probably the women that work in finance don't go in the financial service. Like they probably go working for, for corporation and not really serving people in terms of personal finance for for whatever reasons uh and and that makes that you know uh, a lot of consequence like there's a wealth gap like women are are less invested than men uh and it compounds you know as as much as compounding interests you know create magic uh, when you put money when you don't put money it it, it just increases so the compounding makes this gap that was maybe a little small when you're in your 20s really big when you take you know you're at the time that you take your retirement so mm-hmm. so there, there's the, the investing gap um and the, there's also women actually live longer than men <laughs> so they should they should actually have more money in general just just like in ter- term of financial planning uh they, they should always have more money but that's not the case um so 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 i and even at hard bacon like we look at their numbers uh i think and like we're about you know 65% men and 35% women uh, that either use our app or, or visit our, our website. And uh, this is, uh, you know, like there's no logical reason in terms of w- like why women don't need hard bacon. There is no rational, like there is this rational that women tend to not feel engaged by everything you know, RSP and everything, personal finance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so so it's a long answer. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I thought like, oh, this is a great idea. Uh, let's reach more women. I think you touched on some really great stuff there. Like it's important that everyone, like you said, and you know, the previous answer to my question, it's important that everyone has knowledge of their personal finance, right? And yep. there has been these decades long stereotypes of women being less interested in finance or it being a job solely for men to take care of, especially in male female relationships. And that no longer needs to be the case. And that's a reason why Shmoney exists. And that's why I'm so happy to partner with Heartbreaking too, because you really level with that and you understand that. And it's really cool that you're targeting women um, with hard baking in particular. Yeah, we'll try to do better. Like, uh, and, and the cool thing uh, today, like our head of, con- of content is a woman, or head of product is a woman. Uh, and I think we might have 
So we don't have total parity, but I think we have like, we're pretty close. I think we were one person uh, shy of like uh, parity. But to, to be honest with you, it was not the case at the beginning. Um, like for a long time, Harbicon was just men. Was it hard uh, to find female candidates for the positions you were hiring for? Or did you find it was more of like a mindset thing that had to switch for you? Honestly, it was hard. Like I'm, and you know, I'm, I didn't hire, I was not like, oh, let's find a woman. Uh, I, I, I thought it would be positive if it was a woman, but to be honest, I was looking for the best person in the world that can, you know, bring my company from A to B. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I found is that, especially at the beginning, when you have no resources, no money, people that were like raising their hands and being like, oh, this is so cool, you know, uh, tended to be more men. So that was uh, one of the reasons. And and I feel like even in the recruiting process, uh, I, I felt like... And it, this is not just a woman thing. Like in Montreal, I feel a lot of people hate finance, <laughs> men and women. But I felt for women, they're like, okay, like, you know, it's, technology is already a male-dominated industry and we're a technology company. And then finance is a male. And, and then you bring the two together. It's called fintech. But it is, I feel a little bit intimidating. Uh, and I had, you know, you know, so I cannot say like it's women don't like finance, but I had people, I had women refuse position that I thought were like really good offers, really competitive. Uh, and, and I felt, you know, maybe they didn't like uh, to, to be in finance. But uh, to, to be fair, uh, this is, you know, not based, it's not statistically significant. And I had also men that were not interested because finance was not cool. So I think that that's one of the things Toronto has over Montreal is that in Toronto, people you know, like finance and think it's cool to work in finance. In Montreal, it's cool to work in the video game industry. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah. And there's, you know, Bay Street and a lot of interest in like high profile clientele and big investment opportunity. And not everyone has that money either, right? There's a lot of great paying jobs in a city like Toronto as there is in Montreal. But yeah, it's funny that you know, you you see those differences between the two. It's definitely a status thing. I mean, from my experience living in Toronto for nearly five years, it's definitely something you recognize as well, that there's a vested interest in, you know, earning more and being a big spender. But yeah, it's it's all very interesting, the differences between the two. But it's such a big industry in Toronto. Everybody mm-hmm. knows some, I feel it's it's a cooler industry. Like the perception is better. But uh, okay. to, to come back to, to, to women, I, I think in general, women might not be like, oh, that's the, the thing, you know, I set out to do, you know. So so there, there are women that re- really love finance. I mean, you're probably one of them. You're doing this podcast and you don't <laughs> seem to find it boring. We hired one of our writers, was our first hire outside of Quebec. Uh, she's in in, uh, in Winnipeg. It's it's Heidi for, for people that uh, look at the content on Heartbreak and she, she writes a lot of stuff. And, and she loves it and she, she's passionate about it. But it, honestly, it's not easy to find people that, find you know finance that are passionate about finance uh I, I don't know it's 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 not easy for men and women in general you know outside of people in finance uh i i find that you know finance doesn't have the the best reputation 
and I think it's 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 deserved because a lot of those complicated words they use they could just use like a more you know ordinary words. I, I feel it's like the industry like they want to and finance is really simple at, at the end of the day and using all this jargon and you know they make it sound more complicated and then you need more help from outside. Uh, so 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 I you know there's a reason why people don't think it's so. Fun. It's because I feel the industry make it look like complicated and tedious. I think for most people, person like your personal finances, those are not fun things to look at a lot of the time because you're in a maybe negative financial situation. And it's also scary too to like if you are in a negative financial situation to kind of be overwhelmed by by the numbers or thinking about, oh man, how am I ever gonna kind of make it out of this? That's like a huge deterrent for a lot of people. Yeah, you're you're right. Like human nature is, uh, I feel, especially in finance, like it, it's it, it drives anxiety, and, and anxiety drives you to kind of like you know to the the ostrich strategy. Like people that are scared to log in their bank accounts uh, because they don't really like what's in there. But I mean, you know. And, and being like an entrepreneur, like the way to solve an issue is to get all the information and see what are your options and do something. So, so, so like, but yeah, it's human nature. So, so at Hard Bacon, I guess we, we need to, to work with human nature to, to kind of incentivize uh, people to actually go look at their number. But it's liberating too. Uh, if you sure. like, once you start to have the numbers, it's not this big monster and I'm done, and you know it's too late. I'm not going to retire. I'm going to be homeless. Like all those things are are really bad feelings. And actually, if you look at the numbers, there's always a solution. And then you know it might not be you know the retirement with you know a big mansion, but at least you're going somewhere and you're not scared. So so I you know there's no case where you know the right strategy was to ignore everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's important that you work with those human impulses, I guess, and definitely through trying to promote money. And I'm sure you found through trying to promote Harbicon, it can be hard because, like we said, finance is one of those things that you know a lot of people don't want to think about. So that's why I think this conversation is so important in the first place. But kind of switching gears a little yep. bit. I definitely wanted to hear more about how hard bacon maybe helps women in particular plan for their financial futures differently. Uh, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, to, to, to be uh, true to like my no bullshit policy, not really. <laughs> so I, I just want to establish that uh, because the, the funny thing is that most like finance for women is finance. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, I, I think one of the, the, the big problems in the industry is the way we talk about finance. Uh, I think if, and, and now I think we're getting better at it at Harbinkin because, you know, it's not just a bunch of men, <laughs> uh, you know, doing the marketing, but to me, it's uh, like, and the content as well. So, so our head of content and one of our writers is, is a woman. I mean, half or, or staff writers. And if you look at the content team, then it would be 66 persons. So it's not so bad. Uh, so, so I think we're probably doing a better job uh, at talking to women. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, I don't think, you know, finance for women is much different. So my answer would be no. 
But I think what we're doing, we're getting better at is not only talking in the way, and, and there are differences. Like men, uh, you know, tend to like the excitement if we talk about investment. Uh, so, so they're, they're going to be but like more self-directed, more uh, toward risky stuff. And the women are kind of the inverse. Well, overall, women that invest in the stock market do better than men on average. So, so they shouldn't be scared. Uh, and what I found in, uh, is that men, when it comes to finance, are overconfident and women are, are underconfident. Like I, I've, I've seen uh, usually, and you have everything, you know, because every person is different. But usually I've had conversation with women that knew a great deal about finance, but said, I know nothing. And, you know, my advisor will make the right any decision because I know nothing about it. I was like, but you know, we discuss a lot of stuff that a lot of people, you know, couldn't discuss. And then you have men that know nothing about nothing and is like, oh, all those advisors are stupid. And, you know, I invest in Bitcoin and I triple my money. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be billionaire next year. It's like, okay. <laughs> so, so you have, and I feel like, you know, being confident is important, but being overconfident is bad. Uh, being underconfident and putting everything in GICs or uh, bank accounts, probably not a good idea. Um, so, so I think most women should be more confident about their abilities and most men should be less confident. <laughs> At the end of the day, I don't think we're going to make a different software for women. Uh, but definitely, I, I think what, and we do like user research, like I think one of the ways also to test it to women, because women might be drawn to different uh, features or different, but honestly, like I, I don't, I, if you ask me what feature is for a woman, I have no idea. But, but I think that if you want to be representative, you need to like, in terms of content, have people that are women that do content. And in terms of product, uh, have also women that, that, you know, either like as a in user research or in our case, or, or, or product, their head of product is a woman as well. Uh, but it, it doesn't mean like, I, I think it was also be bad if she would do user research and only have women lined up. Uh, because, you know, uh, you want to be rep representative in terms of like, who do you do the software for? But from my point of view, it's not necessarily building out like a feature that's specifically for women, even necessarily. I think what you're saying about making things, I guess, even between groups and really including information that can pertain to everyone's situation, have women writing for your blog and creating content and having even statistics or information that pertains specifically towards women is more important than, I don't know, maybe building out a hard bacon that's like pink and white instead of blue and white, right? Yeah. It's, it's not about that. It's about making sure that we're recognizing that maybe you know, women do have different struggles financially and there are ways to deal with them. But finance is finance at the end of the day that you, like you said, right? I agree with you. Like, and it's funny you mentioned, like put some pink on it, but <laughs> like a lot of, a lot of product are like that. Like, I don't know, like I read about the shaver that, you know, are much more expensive and basically it's exactly the same thing. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's actually pink. So, so yeah, like, I think uh, that's a false solution to be like, oh, let's launch a robo-advisor for women. Like, what is a robo-advisor for women? 
Exactly. Now, how does hard begin make investing cleaner and clearer to understand? Because I think it's still this topic, especially with it evolving so quickly, that a lot of people are still confused by. We do too many things. <laughs> I know that. Uh, but uh, so, so in terms of the, the app, uh, basically, you can connect it to your, uh, your brokerage account or even if you work with an advisor or whatever financial institution. So, so you can connect it and then you see you know, the position, if you're in stocks or if it's funds, you're going to see your funds and what's inside. So, so it kind of provide you this picture of, uh, you know, your investment and, you know, information about it. You can click on the stocks and, and find out uh, more information. Uh, we also do portfolio analysis. So we kind of tell you, you know, like if it's volatile and how it compared to other portfolios, so it kind of gives you an idea of like how well you're doing in terms of investment. I'll be honest, like everybody loves crypto. Uh, I think crypto are really interesting. Uh, I, you know, I think they're going to create a lot of value, uh, but I've not seen, uh, you know, uh, so much value created so far. By, 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 I mean, yeah, it made people rich, but in terms of like, you know, this payments or this kind of economy wouldn't be possible without crypto. There's very few. It's like people speculating and people around people speculating. And right now it's it's that. And it's it's I, I feel it's not uh, very healthy. Uh, so, so for a, a long time, I didn't want to have, you know, I, I was like, no, let's not do anything about, you know, crypto. Uh, our bacon is about personal finance and crypto are not really good. Uh, and, and then we did a survey. And that's one thing I learned, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur is you need to listen to the market and 30% of our users actually have crypto. Uh, so, you know, I was like, okay, so why we do nothing around crypto? <laughs> uh, and the, the, the choice we made is to, to start actually doing stuff about crypto. So we started to do content about crypto and explaining, you know, what it is, what it does, you know, what's the difference between, you know, uh, cryptos that, that have a cap or crypto that don't have and you, you can have inflation in those uh, crypto economies uh, and so on. So, so we, we started to do financial education uh, and we're building right now the ability to actually connect uh, crypto wallets and uh, to, to, to hard baking to actually track your crypto. Um, but so, so to answer your question, we do a lot of stuff about uh uh, investing. So whether it's content, the software, uh, or also like we, we, we compare financial products. So you could compare what's the best brokerage, what's the, and, and we're actually launching soon a, a crypto exchange comparator. It doesn't mean that I feel, I feel crypto are really important, especially for the new generation of, of investor. I think they're going to learn investing through crypto, which is a little bit interesting, but at the end of the day, like what's the difference between, you know, Shiba Inu and Pets.com for, for people that started to invest in the dot-com bubble? I mean, Pets.com, yeah. I don't know, That's is always awesome. used as the silly company, but it was a lot of silly company. I think it was yeah. like 500 listed Nasdaq company in, 90, in 99, and then a year later, there was like 100. So uh, there was mm -hmm. a lot of Pets.com and they were kind of shit stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what, that's, it's really interesting, the point you made just there, about how for the younger generation, they're going to learn about investing and maybe make their first mistakes with investing through crypto instead of, yeah. you know, these traditional stocks, like you mentioned, like it's a, it's, it's going to be interesting, because you'll start out in an area where most people are still afraid to venture into who've probably invested in, you know, a more traditional sense. So it'll definitely be interesting to see where it goes.
at the end of the day, those people that, you know, were, were young and were, you know, and lost money in the, in the dot-com bubble, like it's a learning experience. And, and my thinking, if you want to invest yourself in the stock market, you, you need to have some kind of loss. And the sooner you have those loss, the less they impact you because you have more time to rebuild your portfolio and probably the amount are, are just smaller because you're younger. So, so like a lot of people look at those young people uh, and they're like, oh, they're crazy, blah, blah, blah. But I actually like you find a lot of, you know, speculation bubbles are not a new phenomenon. Uh, and this is the one for, for, for this generation. Um, and, and I think what we can do is like, without saying, you know, we're not endorsing saying you should put all your money in crypto. It's just acknowledging the fact that a lot of people are investing in crypto uh, and, and trying to, to, you know, to, to bring information around it. And at the end of the day, people are adult uh, and they're going to invest in, in what they think is, is best. I'm not sure if if that best is Shiba Inu. <laughs> yeah. Before we wrap up, though, I've got a couple more questions for you. So I find it interesting that there aren't a lot of big financial publications or resources here in Canada, especially that have started here in Canada. And a lot of these bigger publications or applications are geared strictly towards people in the U.S. And Hardbacon is really one of the only platforms that I guess was Canadian made, Canadian born, and really pertains to and Canadian owned too because yes. we finance ourselves through through equity crowdfunding. So so it's yeah, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So you know why do you think this is the case in the first place? Like why are there so few resources here for people living in Canada? And what truly sets Hardbacon apart from anyone else in this space so it's a good question uh like first of all like canada is 10 times smaller than the u.s so software development is very expensive so you can you know if you do it just for canada like it's us you just amortize it on a smaller market uh so so like our plan is not to stay in canada forever uh obviously uh we're gonna go abroad but like our strategy is to, you know, kind of saturate the market. We're not there yet. Still have a lot of work to do, uh, and then we'll we'll go internationally. Uh, so so that's one of the reasons the the size of the market, um, and uh, what's differentiate hard bacon uh, from the competitors. Uh, like on, and it's funny because hard bacon does many things. Uh, so uh, the the first one that comes to mind, especially in Canada, it's Mint. Uh, it's the the number one budgeting app in the U.S. It's also in Canada, so people can open account uh, here, even if I think they should rather use hard bacon or try both and pick the best. <laughs> and so, so in terms of budgeting, hard bacon is, it's about, like, if you look at the pure feature of the budgeting, we do about the same thing than Mint. Like, I, I think it's better. It's better UI. We're mobile first. We designed it for mobile first, and they designed it for uh, web and then adapted it to mobile. But if it's just for budgeting, like, I'm not saying we're 10 times better than Mint, which is probably what you need to do to convince someone to, to switch. However, we do more. So you, you cannot really track your investment with Mint. Uh, in the US, you have personal capital. As a Canadian, you cannot open an account with personal capital, but it does... Uh, it does less budgeting, but it, it do more like the financial planning aspect of we do and the tracking of the assets. You can connect your bank account, but you cannot really budget with uh, personal finance, uh, personal capital. Uh, so, so like like really having the 360, uh, you know, of your personal finance at the same place it is really the, 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 the value of using 
a hard bacon. And another cool thing that we do is that uh, older competitors uh, would be the one, uh, you know, I call them like lead generator. Like uh, in Canada, Raytop is the biggest one. In the US, it's NerdWallet. Um, and they, they, they kind of show you different products. Obviously, you know, they're, they're, they have affiliation with financial institutions, so they make money on some of the, the, the link you click. Uh, and, and we also do that, uh, full, full transparency. Uh, and and it's, it's clear, we, we don't hide it. But the cool thing that we can do that they don't do is that we use, you know, your financial behavior to recommend you the best product. So, so you can just go on our website without connecting to our app or anything and use our tool with filters to find, you know, the best financial product for you. But the reality is probably you don't know exactly how much money you spend in grocery versus gas and how much reward you would get. So, so you can, you know, if you input all the data on the website, you, you can get your answer. But if you don't know, you, or, or sometimes our users don't even think it's a problem, they just have a credit card, you know, and they, they could just have some, some credit card that give them much more uh, reward or, or cash back. Uh, so, so we just recommend dynamically, we're just going to say like, hey, look, based on your situation, you would get, you know, $200 more in your pocket per year by switching to this product. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's another value. But the the overall value is having you know the complete picture of your financial situation in the same place is is really like what's make us uh, stand apart for sure yeah i think the the filtering is really cool it's a cool concept to have that's the the the, the philosophy at, at hard bacon like if you if you say like i don't want your recommendation i want to search for it like you can you know go and, and search for whatever you, you're looking for mm-hmm. So I guess that's just a perk of downloading the app then that it's already kind of filtered for you. Looking ahead though, what are your big angles for hard bacon? Like what's in the cards for you? What's the 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 horizon for for, for because if you ask me five years from now, it's gonna be uh, different than you know next three months or like let's say a year from now, where do you wanna be with hard bacon? Okay, so so a year from I mean, um, so so a year from now, like probably we're gonna have like we're gonna support crypto. Uh, I mean, not probably for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we already started working on it. Um, so uh, there's that. We're, we're just probably a year from now we should have much more traffic. Uh, we uh, we're about one hundred fifty thousand uniques uh, per month. But within a year in our projection, it's going to be about 450 or 500,000. Uh, so so we, we should reach much more Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're always improving. Like, you know, we're, we're going to have much more content, uh, short-term project. Like, I think within a month, we're releasing like 30 financial calculator for different. So, you know, there are micro softwares or, you know, and, and to, some people are, really make a difference between content and software for me. Software is content. I mean, uh, so so it's just something, a solution that helps you solve a problem. You, know, you can solve the problem with an article. You can solve it with a calculator or with an app. It, it, at the end of the day, it's it's content. Um, so so you know we're we're still gonna push the like a year from now. We don't have time to 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 change everything. Uh, but the idea is that to make it you know. And when I say transparency, like internally, but externally, it's also more transparency in terms of like. The, the pricing of different financial product or bit different accounts. And it's so complicated to, to, to make sense of it. I think using hard bacon, you know, we kind of do the hard work and it's much easier to see everything. Um, so, so, and I feel we can have, like, we work with directly with, we, we do lead generation for, for a Canadian financial institution. And, and the cool thing is that we can tell them like, look, if you, 
don't price it. You know, if you price it at this price, uh, like you're going to acquire clients. If you, if you want to be the, the more exp most expensive, uh, we, we can't help you. You know, like we're a marketplace that is much more transparent. So, so if you want to acquire your users on hard bacon, you're going to have to lower your price or, you know, give a better offer or give more service. Like you need to do better. And I feel like, you know, I'm not saying I'm, we're the only one, you know, I think, but in general, making it more transparent is going to make it better for, for, for the end consumer. Um, and, uh, you know, like I'm not saying it's because of us, but in Quebec, you know, the two main online brokers are free now. Um, right. It's a, this not uh, like the Desjardins Online Brokerage and National Bank uh, Direct Brokerage. They're both free. Um, and, and we did a lot of noise about like we, we, we have the first, uh, you know, comparison tool to compare online brokers. I'm not saying, you know, they made their decision uh, on their own and everything. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm not crediting for, for this. I think it, the whole industry in the U.S., it's all free. So it, it would... But I feel I might have contributed a little bit. Like maybe <laughs> they would have announced it a month later if it was not for all the noise we did uh, around fees and stuff. And, and you know, like what, whatever it is, like I, I, you know, if if we we apply our, this business plan, it, it, the idea is that it's it's going to be better for consumers. I'm not saying you know we're not a regulator. Uh, we can't. You know, I'm not saying we we can change everything. But I think you know making stuff clearer and, and informing the, the end consumer is definitely going to have a, a, a better impact. And, you know, people can use what we do now to make better decisions today. But also, I think as a, as a society, as a market, we, we can also make the, the, the market better. Last question for you. Yeah. I'm always really interested to hear this from entrepreneurs, especially if there's a resource like a book or a podcast or a person even that has helped you shape your entrepreneurial journey so far, what is it? And can you leave the audience with it? Well, I mean, I'm not very really original because like, <laughs> I guess every entrepreneur, their favorite podcast is How I Build This by really? uh, Guy Raz. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, by the way, so it's not the only one. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I have a recon, uh, recommend, uh, recommendation uh, specifically for you. I think okay. there is an episode about the founder of LearnVest. Uh, I don't re remember her name, but her story was she was all about educating, uh, you know, financial literacy and so on. Uh, it was a, like a financial uh, planning software and she sold it for to an insurance company for couple hundred million uh so it was a really cool episode because you know it was similar but you know the for people interested in fintech you know he interviewed every like the last episodes about the founder of coinbase uh he did the interview with the founders of, of robin hood so a lot of good stuff there not just in fintech there's stuff traditional business but that, that would be kind of my my favorite uh podcasts um but i, I listen to a lot of them well, thank you so much for that recommendation. And thank you so much for coming on Shmoney Radio. I'm so happy again to be partnering with you on this. I'm happy to have you here. My pleasure. If you took something meaningful away from this episode, please consider smashing that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you listen through and maybe even check out the ratings and review section too. If anything, send word down the grapevine. I really do appreciate it. And as always, please see the show notes for more details on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. This is Shmoney Radio.
hang on. 